Welcome. This is Talking Joy, creating joy, inner peace, and authentic connections. My name is Pam Rotelli-Robertson, and I am founder of lifestyle brand Talking Joy. As a certified spiritual director, I have been leading groups with the power of words, the strength of positivity, and the gift of joy. During our time together, our focus will be on simple spiritual practices that can be applied to your everyday life with the wisdom and support of others. Talking Joy talks to help you realize your value. I am so glad you're here. Simple, joyful, fun. Let's get talking. You're here today to talk about your work with Reiki, that you're a Reiki practitioner. um, And Reiki is about life force energy. And that's sort of like a big word. And I'd like to unpack, you know, what that means. And thought you could start by just talking a little bit about what you do and how you got into this work and how people can benefit from it. Sure. Thanks so much for having me, Pam. It's great to be here. So to start off with, Reiki, by definition, is two Japanese words put together. So Rei means light and Ki means energy. So yes, it's life force energy or light energy, the energy that connects us to source. So Reiki is really about tapping into the part of you that's inside. And when everybody's getting all distracted by everything that's happening in the outside world, the stress and the pressure and all of the different competition and different things that happen, it's important to have a practice where you sit and can go within yourself and tap into something that's much deeper. But for me, I was never the type of person that could meditate and sit on a cushion and say, oh, I found stillness and the answers came to me. Like it, it felt to me like, we're all so busy. Life is so busy. And to find that time to just kind of sit and just have those moments. For me, I'd be sitting there and thinking of all the things I had to do and my mind would be racing and I'd feel guilty. So for me, when I first had my very first Reiki session, it really happened by accident. I was a television producer for many years. I went to college, knew I wanted to work in TV. I was always into writing and creating And when I came out of college, I followed that track and I never expected to lose a job. Like I I was in a job that I absolutely loved and they had a big corporate reorganization and it was nothing personal, but I found myself feeling like, whoa, like I didn't expect this. Everything was going just as planned. And I found myself needing a couple of days to just kind of escape to a spa and regroup a little think about what was next for me. And while I was there, I really wanted to get like a massage. I love to have like a deep tissue massage and just kind of feel good. But the receptionist said, no, we don't really have anything available right now. Why don't you try Reiki? And this was back in 2001. And I did not even know what that word meant or what it was, but I was open and I said, okay, I'll try it. And when the practitioner came in and said, oh, it's a very gentle touch and I'm barely going to touch you. I honestly was skeptical. I kind of felt like, oh, this is really not what I need right now. And in the next couple of moments, I was literally blown away. I have to say, I know it sounds cliche, but it was one of those life changing moments for me because I was there on the table and she was scanning my energy and she was moving emotions and feelings that like, I didn't even know it was possible to do that sort of thing. So it was that experience that got me so curious, like, what was that she did? I need to learn more about this. And I started down this path of really kind of learning and exploring and taking Reiki classes Um, 
So that for me was the start of my Reiki journey. And for me, it was a way to kind of get right into that still place and, and have that experience without having to have it in maybe what I thought was the traditional way of having it. I never knew that Reiki was available. So it's tricky because Reiki means different things to different people. You can do self Reiki and connect with your own energy and find stillness in that way. You can take a walk in nature and be looking at clouds and trees and birds, and you could be connecting with Reiki. Reiki is really the energy that moves through every living thing. So when you act, actually can connect with that and you can observe nature in that way and you can connect with the cycles in nature and the way that nature moves through you, you start to realize that you're part of something much greater, mm-hmm. something much greater than the job that you have, than the titles that you have, than the roles that you play. It's something much, much bigger. The very first thing that you said that stood out to me is you said we're in competition Um, And you were describing probably your life, you know, before, and I don't think people think about that, but we often compare and compete with others. And we don't even realize that we're caught up in that. And then the, the second thing that I heard is that, although shocking to lose that job and have the rug pulled out from under you, sort of like a lot of us have had happen in this past year, you know, everything sort of came to a grinding halt. And we really, a lot of us had to really look at our lives in ways that we haven't before. Um, And what I heard there was that although it was shocking and disruptive to your life, you also were offered a gift to Mm -hmm. shift your perspective and kind of start to live your life in a new way. Um, And, uh, and I think that that's the beauty in when we, you know, you were, you were curious and didn't you say that the woman, um, when she gave you the Reiki session that, that day, when you were on that spa three day retreat that she said to you, you're going to, you're, you're receptive to this energy and that you'll someday be a Reiki master and that you sort yeah, of it was, laughed. <laughs> yeah, it was wild. Cause I, I, I literally was laying there and, you know, you're kind of curious, you're trying to peek, like, what are they doing? But I just really was trying to close my eyes and trust, but in the energy what she was doing with her hands, which I've now learned and I do the same technique, but she was basically connecting with different energy points and chakras and was able to feel areas where feelings and emotions were blocked. Mm -hmm. And she was literally moving stuck energy. And when that happens, you have these shifts, like one minute you could feel like you want to burst out into tears and another minute you want to laugh or you feel joy. And it's, it's very strange to be experiencing this roller coaster of emotions. And so I had all these, these emotions coming up and then I heard some voices and I saw some colors and I, I thought, does she have like a projector in here? Does she have a light source? It was, it was really wild. It was opening things inside of me. Mm-hmm. And when I shared that with her, she said, you are so connected to Reiki energy. You are someday going to be a Reiki master and help people in the same way. And I was like, as much as that was interesting, I was like, okay, but I'm a TV writer, producer. I'm going to go back to New York and get my next gig. Like, cause that's how we're so conditioned. Like we don't really think like, oh, maybe this is something I can do someday. And as I went back into New York and got back into TV jobs, I always had that little voice in my head. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you want to do this, you know, this is something. Cause I always did want to help people 
And for me, I grew up with my dad was a doctor and I worked in his office for many years. And the things I saw in the summers that I worked there, I felt like, oh, okay, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe I'm not cut out for blood and stitches and helping people in that way. So for me, it's I found a way to help people in a different way. That's not necessarily putting me in a doctor's office, but it's putting me in a space where I'm healing them in a different, even a different way. Wow. Wow. And you know, what's interesting too, that, that, that I caught there that you were saying is that, um, and I wondered, you know, this, this kind of came across my mind, do we fall asleep when we're so driven and we're on that fast track, like in the work world, which is great, but we forget about that interior life. We're so worried we're up in our headspace and we're so worried about the life outside of ourselves, just peek inside and pay attention a little bit more instead of, and maybe that busy work suppresses all of those emotions and pushes those things down. And what I'm hearing is that you're, you're offering an opportunity for people to experience all of those things. Um, yeah. And, and like you're saying, you mentioned before, like COVID and the world changing, like sometimes it takes a huge change to force people to look at life in a different way. And with COVID, that was like a really, I mean, it, in the beginning, it was like all these people were like, oh, my gosh, I can't go to Italy. My trip is canceled. Oh, my child can't have his prom. Oh, my daughter can't have her graduation. Like all these different inconveniences. Everyone was talking about how the world was was shifting their life plan when really as it went further on and there were a couple more months going by, people were like, OK, wait, now what's going on? Like now I'm not able to do any of the things I wanted. I'm I'm forced to just kind of be with me. And it's like any sort of modality, whether you do yoga, meditation, whatever your thing is that helps you be comfortable with the uncomfortable. Mm. That's to me what Reiki is like. It's it's really we can't control what happens in the outside world. And that's something that's been so illustrated in the last year. Everyone's had that that lesson that like we don't control that. So we do control what happens inside of ourselves and how we react to those situations. So this has been a period in our world where a lot of people have said, "Okay, wait, this might not have been something I paid any attention to before because it didn't fit into my life plan. But I'm paying attention to this now because maybe this is a tool that can help me navigate these uncertainties in the world. And that to me is, is the beauty of it. It's like when we're able to connect with ourselves and work on ourselves and build that connection to something deeper, we're able to be more resilient, to feel more empowered, to feel more confident. And that is really what I've seen in the past year with people who've started to do Reiki with me. Well, all of these conversations that I have about all spiritual stuff, it sounds scary because people don't want to feel uncomfortable. Um, And the, and the idea of even when you were talking about, you know, she started to tap into this energy that had been blocked or un, you know, suppressed maybe for a long time. Um, that sounds that sounds scary, but tell me what happens on the other side. You know, well, it sounds it's like that's temporary, right? Right, exactly. It's really about working through it. And I mean, everyone's comfortable with saying, oh, I went and talked to my therapist today. A lot of people are okay with like talk therapy, okay. talking about things. And I don't have anything against therapy. I think it's a wonderful tool. But therapy, a lot of times is like you're stuck in that narrative. You're talking about that story and you're talking about it in different ways, digesting it in different ways. 
but it's still the same story and you're you're discussing yourself in that story. For me, Reiki is about working through it. So yes, there might be a few days where you're really in an emotional state because you're digging up some stuff and you're getting through it. But when you do move through it, you get to the other side of it and it's no longer your story. And for me as a writer producer, that's what really lights me up about Reiki. Because in my world of writing and producing, I was all about writing the story, producing it, directing shoots. That was very natural to me. I'm a creator and that's my world. And then when I started to go into Reiki, a lot of those friends were like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? This is a completely different world. And I was like, not really. I'm working with people's energy and I'm helping them shift their story and work on their next chapter. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's like the ultimate storytelling tool because you can have a story in you and be like, oh, this is what happened to me when I was 20 and I never got over it. And uh, that's just who I am. And you're kind of stuck in this victim story. And when you're able to really work through that and put it behind you, you realize, wait a minute, that's not really my story. That was a chapter of my story. And I turned the page and I moved on. And Reiki is like when you're looking at a river and how the river and the water is moving, you can't stop the water and say, oh, I want to go back 10 feet to how it was over there because it's a flow. And when you start to connect with your own energy in the same way, you realize that we're constantly fluid. Our energy is always moving. And we can't really freeze time and go back. We can just work with what we have now and make it different for the future. That that might be listening that know my story, know that when I was 10 years old, I I had a teacher that, you know, really uh, hurt me and sort of just said that I wasn't smart and all this stuff. And so that became my story for a long time until I was able to let go of it. Um, So what I'm hearing is that energetically that happened Mm -hmm. to me. I was carrying that for a very long time. And as I went along and worked on it, I started to slowly let go of pieces of it. Um, And so I was carrying the energy of it into my future and it became sort of, you know, who I was until I was able to sort of unpack it in all all sorts of different ways. I've had, you know, people clear the energy around it and, and I've done work on it. I've written about it. I mean, I've kind of upside down and backwards and it was never true. It's just like sort of, I, I took, I took on that piece of that story Um, And so is that what you're talking about, like finding something like that, that I, you know, that I've been carrying and sort of helping me energetically release it? That's exactly what I'm talking about. It's every single memory from birth until now lives inside of our energy. So whether or not we, we like it or not, like we might have an experience where we're walking down the street and we smell something and it's triggering a memory and we don't know in that moment what or why. The same is true with sounds, anything that's sensory. And when you're doing Reiki and you're actually working with the different chakras, every single chakra holds like the first chakra, the root chakra is your first seven years of life. And then moving up the body, each one is seven more years. So a lot of times there can be things in your inner child from your childhood that you're working with, your teenage years. And it's really about discovering that like, if you're brave enough to work on yourself in the now, you can fall in love with tomorrow. And it's, it's really about that. It's like, we're working with what we have right at this moment so that we can make tomorrow something that's really juicy that we're gonna really love our life and feel that joy. Vicki, what are chakras? Chakras, thank you for asking, are the the seven main energy points in the body. So these are points that, you know, in Chinese medicine have been studied and realized for 
for so many years, but yeah. In, yeah. in our more modern medicine, they're just recently, it's all being integrated, which is very exciting. But the seven main points, the first one starts at the base of your spine and it's the root chakra. And then moving up the body, the next one is between the root chakra and the belly button and it's the sacral chakra. And then the third one, the belly button is the solar plexus. So those three first chakras are your connection to the earth plane. They're what make you grounded, what keep you in your physical self. And then the next chakra is the heart chakra. That's the fourth one. And the heart chakra is like the vortex. It's really got unlimited energy and it's connecting the lower three chakras and the upper three chakras. The upper three are the throat and then the third eye, which is in your forehead and the top of your head, the crown. And those three are your connection to higher realms. So it's really, the chakras are really heaven and earth coming together within your body and the heart being the center of that and controlling both of those realms. So if you're someone who's not very spiritual, your top chakras are gonna be kind of shut down and blocked and vice versa. If you're someone who's, who's very open and spiritual, you might have trouble with grounding and you might need a little work on being more rooted. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's very interesting to be able to tap into people's chakras and work with their energy in that way. And are those chakras places where that energy can get stuck? Is that yeah. okay? So can you tell me a little bit about that? Cause that's fascinating to hear about the chakras. Yeah. Um, people listening and and I've never really had anybody explain those and that was that was perfect. And that's uh, where, that's where the storytelling for me piece comes in because like you can be working in someone's energy and be like, "Hmm, okay, I'm feeling something really stuck in their solar plexus, which is your confidence, your power, how you how you feel about yourself." And then you can move up further and be like, "Wow, okay, and there's this guarded heart energy. This is not open heart energy." This is almost like this heart has armor around it. And you can you can kind of work with the person if they're open and want to speak about it. You can say, well, could this be that something has affected your power and it's related to your heart chakra? Like you have a, a guarded heart chakra and then the story unfolds and you're able to work with it. And a lot of times people think like if they've had a very bad relationship or a divorce or someone hurt their feelings, they do create energetically a shield around their heart. And you can actually feel that the energy is not open and moving. And people think that that's a wise thing because, oh, well, I'm protecting myself. I don't want to get hurt again. But unfortunately, energy has to move in and out. So if you're blocking yourself like that, you're keeping yourself from receiving great love. So it's really about making you sure think you're protecting, but you're actually, and yeah, you know that repeat, I, I see this often in my practice that people repeat. Yeah. The same patterns, the same patterns. And I always say it's, it's the same guy, it's the right. same guy, but he's just got a different costume on. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. because we we're not releasing it, it's sort of like the pattern is repeating itself. That's yeah. Something. Yeah. A lot of people, a lot of times people can say things like, I just want to meet the greatest, like the love of my life. Mm-hmm. But then you feel this energy and you say, okay, but you're, you first have to be your greatest love of your life. If you don't love yourself and if this heart energy, if this love is not coming from you, it's not going to come to you Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, energy work is all about like energy attracts like energy and the love you're putting out is the love you'll receive. And so if you have that wall and you just expect to find this great love, 
it's not going to be able to come in. And when you're able to shift that in people and they're able to see, oh my gosh, I thought I loved myself. I, I, you know, I go for manicures and I go for my hair and I take care of myself. Like self-love is something so different than self-care. And like self-love is deeper than that. Yeah. That's surfacey stuff. That's outward appearance. And what you're yeah. talking about is more the inward. I have a friend who lost a pet recently um, and it was sudden and I was like, are you okay? And she, oh, it's fine. I'll be fine. It's a little weird. And I was like, oh my gosh, I think, <laughs> and I didn't say this to her yet, but we, we need to stay in that and process it a little bit because yeah. in, in what she was doing and, and the reason I, I bring that up and thought about it is that she's shielding her heart. And that's what happens a lot, whether it's like a job loss or even just a change in your life or you lost a loved one, all these different things we push them down, we push them down. And we live in a culture that's like, oh, I have a headache, give me a pill. Or, oh, I want to search something on the internet. Boom, there it is. Like everything's so instant. And we have to realize that things that matter, like it's okay to have that process time. And we accept very willingly, like if you find out, oh, you have strep throat for the next 10 days, you're going to feel lousy and take this medicine. But emotionally, you have things that make you feel lousy and you have to process. And we need that downtime and that processing time too. And when you take- I love that because I think that, that we need to go much easier and softer on ourselves. It's like everybody wants to lose seven pounds in one week. You know, I talked to a nutritionist yesterday. Everybody wants that quick hit. They want to just skip dinner and not take the right nutrients in. And, and it's the same thing with the spiritual life is that it's, I've been working with this young woman for a while. And I said to her, it's like a whisper. I'm like, slowly, you're going to realize like, oh, that anxiety that I was feeling six months ago, it's not as bad, but it just kind of softly creeps up on you. You sort of shift into this new way of being, but it's not, um, it's, it's not this take a pill. And like you said, this instant, and we are used to instant and all of this work, I think is slow and steady, but so transformative. Oh yeah. That's the thing. The, the way you feel when you, t- when you move through it is just so different because what you're actually doing is you're breaking through those patterns and that conditioning and you're really truly getting rid of those blocks. So any of those blocks that you've had that you've just said, Oh, that's just me. This is what I do. You know, no, you're at a point where you want to change it and you can, and people just, they really feel so empowered when they know that they can, it really makes them feel like they're seeing the light. And that's, that's really what Reiki is all about finding that lighthouse. Like if you're on dark waters and you're just like, oh my gosh, everything is so dark, but oh, wait, I think I see a lighthouse. I'm going to start to paddle towards that lighthouse. Just a tiny bit of light in the darkness completely shifts the darkness and makes you realize that you can let more and more light in. And it's like that whole feeling that like, you know, you can't have the sun without the moon or the light without the dark. Like it's just, it's all part of a cycle of life and you have to move through it. And to be patient with yourself. That's what I'm saying. Tell me a little bit about, um, walk me through a session. So I'm a little nervous. I think, oh, I've listened to this podcast. I'm going to call Vicki. Well, what's amazing is before COVID even happened, my favorite way of doing Reiki is remotely. Okay. Because 
I feel like people are very, um, they're a lot more open. Like I do my distance sessions through texting. So you're not face-to-face. You're not having to like see someone's reaction. If you're, you know, if they're, if you're not liking what they're telling you, like, it's just, it's very much a safe space. And let me just have you hold there for a second. I've led groups where I will have everybody pray for someone. Right who's not there. Like there was a woman, uh, here's an example. One day I had a big group of women. There were like 25 of us were in, you know, in downtown summit. Um, and just up the street is overlook hospital. There was a young mom at the hospital with her daughter. She has no idea we're praying for her. And I said, let's hold hands. You know, we did this whole thing. Let's send her some good energy. Let's send some healing. The mom texts somebody and says, wow, are you guys praying for me? I can feel it. Yeah. So I just, it's, it's so powerful. So talk about that a little bit, like how in the, and before COVID you were doing stuff remotely and how you just talked about, so how does energy, how can you move energy when we're not together? Like, I think that's so fascinating. Tell me a little bit. Well, in the same as your example with the prayer, it's like, you know, prayer is energy, the words and the thoughts, it's energy. And the more women that you had with you in that group, the more powerful. And with Reiki, it's like, as long as you're synchronized, it's like a phone call. Like if I said to you, Pam, I'm going to call you up at eight o'clock and at eight o'clock, you knew I was calling, we'd be connected. So yes, it's possible to just send energy to people that are in the hospital and things like that. But a distance session is synchronized and it's the same as having a phone call because your frequency is connecting. And I can feel when I've entered into your energy field. And it's it's really crazy when I was learning this. This is what you learn in Reiki, too. I was like, oh, come on. How could I possibly do Reiki here in my home in New Jersey on someone in Connecticut? And the first couple of times I couldn't even believe it. Our teacher would take our partner and put them three stories up and we would do Reiki and you'd have to be very specific. Like I'm working on your hips, then your shoulders, then your stomach. And then they'd come down and they'd say, well, you started on my hips, then you moved to my shoulders and then my stomach. And I would be like, wow. wow. And so that, that really excited me so much because it made me realize this is something I can do on anyone, anywhere. And I, I mean, I have clients as far as like South Africa and it's just, it's so amazing to finish the session and have them be like, oh, wow, my shoulder's feeling better, or I feel lighter, or you really helped me with the feelings I had about the relationship I'm in right now. Cause you, you really are able, you don't have to be face to face. So for me, the next level of, okay, now we're going to learn how to move Reiki through time and space. I was a little bit like, "Hmm, now it's getting a little woo woo for me, you know, but then when I actually felt it, I mean, I I couldn't even believe it. And at that point I was still walking in both worlds. I was a TV producer who was learning Reiki. And so I had an editor that I worked with a lot. Who's really like skeptic, big guy. And he had Um, back surgery. And he was laying in our edit room on the floor. And like every couple of hours, he'd say, I'm sorry, I just need a couple minutes, Vic. And when he went home, I said, you know what, would you let me try something tonight? I want to send you some Reiki tonight. And he was like, Oh, my God, Vic, come on. And so I love that you asked permission. Yes. Well, you have to have permission. That's a big thing. And so I asked him and he said, sure. And so Honestly, this is a guy that like he would have loved to have been able to say, okay, that was a big waste of time and, you know, rib me for it, joke with me. But um, he went home and we set up the time and I, I did it. 
And it was funny as I was working on his back and I was very, very much feeling exactly where he had the surgery. I was drawn to his left shoulder also. And I worked on his left shoulder a little bit and then came back to his back. And when we had a conversation on the phone after I said, well, Joe, how was it? And I was nervous. And he was like, oh my God, Vic, my back is feeling so much better. I can't even, I honestly can't even believe it. And I said, okay, but let me ask you something. Did you also have something going on with your left shoulder? And he starts silently. He's so silent. I'm like, Joe. And he's like, now I'm spooked because, oh my God, I had pain in my left shoulder. I didn't want to mention it because I thought let her work on my back. But I slept funny last night and my shoulder's been bothering me all day. And I swear to God, it doesn't hurt me now. Wow. He's like, I can't believe you got that, that I, that I had pain in my left shoulder. So it's, it's so interesting because that experience was purely physical. It helped him physically, but there's things that someone could just be feeling down or blue and like you're moving an emotion or like their heart feels lighter or, you know, it's, it's more of a feeling than it is a physical feeling. It's and what does that feel like for you as you're doing it? Like, what are you you know, envisioning, are you sending light? Are you, are you thinking yes. about healing? Like, what is that part? I'm of always, before I begin a session, I'm connecting with light. So I am like connecting through myself with the source of light that's moving through me and making sure that I feel really bright and light. And then I have some sort of object that's representing the person. So whether it's crystals or you can actually use your own leg to be the person's body, or you can use like a teddy bear, anything you want is fine. But then you're actually closing your eyes and imagining the different parts of the body. And for me, everybody's different, but for me, something physical shows up as like red. It's like that area is red and pulsing and I, okay. I put my hands there. But if it's a feeling, I just feel like my hands are kind of drawn somewhere. And I sometimes get messages, names, images. And in the beginning, I didn't really share those because I was like, what's this coming in? But I've learned to completely trust that. Mm, and here. Uh, that, that piece of it is so healing for people. Because when you say like, what is this, this, this yellow boat that I'm seeing or this man that's with you on a beach and they, people are like, oh my gosh. And even just a simple sign or signal that there's something bigger, there's something more, or that maybe it's a loved one who passed away whose name comes through and they have no idea how I could have known that name. It just gives some kind of validation to the fact that we have so much more inside of us mm. and that is so comforting to people. Yeah. I love that. So beautiful. I, I love that. And who knew that this was, you know, available to us. You said earlier, that you would, you kept hearing whispers when you were still in the work world that you, after you'd had that Reiki sex session, you kind of got back into work and you kept hearing these whispers about that you should get into this work. And mm -hmm. I believe that that's our intuition. And I'm, I'm, yes. I'm imagining that you do too. Um, <clears throat> but you're also using your intuition when you're working. And so the more that I trust what I hear and I just say it, Mm -hmm. always on point. It's amazing. Right. It's when I second guess it and suppress it and stick it to the side, I get off track. Right. Um, but I believe that that's of the divine or, you know, you're calling it source. When you yeah. say source, are you talking about? I'm talking about God. The that's divine. God, whatever, you know, I always say whatever your language is for that, yeah. you put your language in, I'll put my language in and it's all to yeah. me the same, the same light. Yeah. Um, and it's very interesting because you, you know, your title and your, your, profession is different from mine, but the energy of what we're talking about is exactly identical. There's so many things you're saying about 
the prayer and then the zoom call and feeling yeah. like you're in this bubble that is exactly the same. So it's, it's not, it's really whatever modality is getting you into that space. But once you're in that space, like it's, you know, a Reiki session with one person might be something that soothes them physically and they might not have any things that come through intuitively. So that piece of it for me personally became more and more open, the more that I would do this work. And I have some Reiki friends who say, well, that maybe not is exactly Reiki. That's more channeling. That's more of like psychic hits, but I don't really try to get wrapped up in what I call it because for me, I just feel like it's, it's what's coming in through the energy. And, and I think it's part of your gift. Yeah. Everybody who does this work or any type of spiritual work has their own unique gifts that they bring to the work. Mm -hmm. That's why I would say there's room for all of us, you know, so yeah. if if in our, our rise group, which is a group of uh, female entrepreneurs in the health and wellness industry, if women in the rise group are also Reiki masters, they all bring their own spin and twist on it. And, yes. you know, and then I think that's even better that there's more of you out in the world because exactly. you all bring your gifts and attract the people that you were meant to attract. Um, yeah. And that's, you know, then that takes you on a different path. Like for me, I started to use um, music. Like I would give people a track of music to listen to while I did the Reiki because it would have frequencies and vibrations that would help further elevate the healing. And then I even started a side company with a friend from the TV world who's a composer and our company is called Here to Heal. And we make customized tracks for people that work with their specific healing intentions and their vibrations and frequencies with music and my voice. So it's, it's really amazing how more and more doors can open when you keep following what you're feeling is your, your calling, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I love that, that layering the music into it because oftentimes people relate to nature, to music, to all different ways. You know, I'll always, when I'm meeting with someone, find out about them in the beginning and say, oh, well, that's how you're connecting to source or to the sacred yeah. um, or the divine. You can connect through music and that that's actually a spiritual practice that people are like, it is. And I'm like, yeah, you just, you've never named it in that way. And, and same with this um, conversation that we're having today is that we all have this energy and we sort of forget about it. We're all up here in our heads. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I talk a lot about body sensation and, and emotions come to us mm -hmm. through the body faster than they, than our brain, yeah. you know, assesses things yeah. that we, you know, I'll get a stomach ache or I'll feel like a little funny. I'll go somewhere and I'll feel a little, you know, not at ease. And I'll think, Oh, I wonder why I feel like that. You know, maybe I shouldn't be here right now or whatever it is. Um, um, so our body tells us a lot. And what yeah. I'm hearing is that uh, Reiki can invite us into deeper awareness of how our body speaks to us. What would you say is the common um, block or of, of those chakras or what's the most common that you see and that it's the easiest for people to, uh, to maybe release? There's two that are really most common. And one is sacral chakra because the sacral chakra is our feelings, our right to feel, and you feel pain. And unfortunately, as human beings, like that's part of the experience, like we have pain and it's about learning how to navigate the pain and get to the other side of it. So a lot of people, like we were talking about earlier, they're very uncomfortable if they're feeling pain and they reach out and they're like, you know, 
I'm not speaking necessarily physical pain, but just like stress or overwhelm or, you know, this feeling like that COVID brought on. I actually started a group on Facebook called Reiki right now because I felt like as a Reiki teacher, I was like, oh, my God, I have to just hop on Facebook Live and teach people some simple tools to help themselves calm down because, just simply placing your hands on your heart and breathing for a few minutes connects you with your own rhythm. And you are able to, it's been scientifically proven to decompress your central nervous system and regulate yourself. And people get all like, Oh, outside themselves. And they don't know that they can just take a couple minutes and do that, that they have that power. And so weekly I was, I was just hopping on and teaching different tricks, different things, because I was like, I have to help people see that they can be their own healer. And I don't mean that in the sense that, you know, you can heal heart disease or you can heal a broken leg. Like I, like I said, my dad's a doctor. I very much believe those things are needed as well. But I think that the things that are instant, you can, you have so much healing ability inside yourself. And when you can can give us an example of one of the, besides the, you know, I just got the hand on the heart. Can you give us an example? Sure. This is on, um, audio. So I have to explain what I'm doing with my hands, but there's one point. If you can put your hand on your belly button and another hand on your, on your heart, the energy of the heart, like I was saying before is the, it's the centering point. It's the vortex. It's between your upper three chakras and your lower three. So you always want to alchemize by pulling energy from your heart to any other chakra. So the power at the belly button is what often gets, we can, we can feel like we're not confident. We can feel like we're scared. We might feel like we need our courage to be boosted. So placing a hand on your belly button, your belly button is your solar plexus. And this is what regulates your confidence and your courage. And the other hand on your heart, if you just imagine that when you breathe in, you're breathing into your belly and you're feeling it rise underneath your hand. And when you exhale, you're releasing that air through your heart. And so you're breathing back in to your belly and you're releasing through your heart and you just start to create this loop. And you just imagine that you're creating this loop that has no beginning and no ending. It's just energy being pulled up into your power And then it's pulling from the energy of your heart, bringing it back to your power. And when you can synchronize this energy, you can boost your confidence. You can feel more courage in the moment. And this is just a simple Reiki hand position. That's one of the universal hand positions of Reiki. Mm -hmm. And just taking a few minutes and doing that and imagining your power and your your heart centering is, is really powerful. You know, it sounds to me like this would be a great option for when we, when pain bubbles up, you know, I've, I've been noticing, you know, doing these interviews is that people don't like to feel pain. We talked about that and often they go to numb it and, um, you know, alcohol use is way up. Um, Yesterday, the government or somebody came out with the statistics that the average person gained a pound and a half of weight every month during COVID. And that some people, I I forget what the statistic was, but the average weight gain was like 29 pounds Mm -hmm. in the last year. And to me, that's all pain suppression, Mm -hmm. you know, all ways that we numb ourselves. And instead of when we feel that uncomfortable feeling bubble up, Mm -hmm. what a great option to just take a minute, excuse yourself and 
sit down and do the exercise that we just did. You know, it's mm-hmm. like loving kindness for yourself and sending yeah. that, that warmth and that energy and that the pain is always temporary. And it, would you agree with that, that the energy of it sort of, yeah, that's you know, the thing. It's like your energy flows. It's different minute to minute. And if in that minute, you're taking, like you said, something from the outside world and you're bringing it in, whether it's food or a cigarette or wine, yeah. you're thinking, you know, oh, this is going to make me feel better. But again, it's like you're taking the outside and you're bringing it in. And it's really about connecting with the inside and regulating it. And I love that. Let's say that again. So when we are feeling painful and we want to suppress something and we want it to go away, we're taking something from the outside and putting it in. And your invitation is to bring the inside out and regulate your energy. And that to me was the game changer in my life. Like I always felt like, oh, I I always was like, I want to lose some weight and I'd be on every different diet. But when I learned how to do this, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm naturally at a weight that is comfortable for me. I feel more, more, more grounded. I feel more calm. Like when you can really teach people to do that, to regulate themselves, they start to see that they don't need all that outside stuff. They don't, they can honestly find what they're looking for. And it goes into much deeper levels too. Like a lot of people think happiness is like, the bigger house, the second husband, the better job, the better car. And it's, again, all outside things. And when you can teach people that that real core happiness comes from inside, it, it just shifts that in such a way that it, it's just you feel balanced and calm and you move I through. I also life. find that I'm the happiest for me personally when I'm fully awake to my life, meaning that I'm savoring the experiences And I've been doing this work long enough where I can catch myself when my mind is racing off, like, oh, we got to get going, we got to be here or whatever, or I'm worried about something. It's like, no, shh, 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 shh. And I actually bring my, well, I'm using my hands. I'm energetically bringing myself back to the present moment to experience. You know, I was telling you, my daughter got into college last night and I was savoring that moment because it won't be so exciting to get the mail next week or the week after. Um, And to really being awake to our lives. And it sounds like you're offering people ways, ways to do that sort of this shift in perspective Mm -hmm. um, and um, being more comfortable in our own skin. Don't we all want that? Yeah. And it's about, like you said, it's about seeing the, the joy and the goodness in, in the moment. Like you can miss it if you're not, you know, and it's, everybody can appreciate a full moon and say, Oh, look at the moon. It's so beautiful tonight. But you have to appreciate just as much the tiny sliver of the moon and say, you know, that's just as beautiful because maybe today I'm feeling like there's a sliver of light in me and I'm not that full moon today, but it's okay. Like, you know, you trust that like it's cycles and it's all going to come back. And it's, it's really about building that faith and building that faith really can come when you connect more and more with these cycles of nature and you see them, how they move through the world and how they move through you and how you're so connected to that. And it's, it's beautiful. A lot of the things you're saying are very Reiki, Pam. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know, but I just wanted to go back to the guy that you used to work with. Who okay. was skeptic <laughs> and, you know, here he was lying on the floor with his back pain and, and is he, is he a convert now? 
Yes. And, and interestingly enough, a couple of years later, he actually was helping me with uh, another friend who's a medium. We got, we created a pilot pitching a show and it was called the healing thread. And it was about how all of, all of us have this healing that's moving through us, connecting us with each other. And it was just so funny that like he was on that team and he was part of the healing thread project. And it was, we used to joke about like, remember when I was first learning Reiki and you, you know, and it's, um, he really said all the time, he was like, Vic, ever since that session, forget about it. You got me. Like we ended up doing like several sessions for his back as he was moving through the pain of the surgery. And it was, it was really great. Cause it helped both of us. I got the confidence. I thought if, if Joe could even be a, you know, a believer. Exactly. And the reason I bring that up is that for people listening, and this might be new, um, and we talked before, went on air about, you know, one of my goals in doing a lot of these podcasts is I'm trying to demystify some of this great work. And Mm -hmm. this is great work, and it's valuable, and it's real, and it changes lives. And I wanted to use him or go back to him as an example of um, that if you are skeptical to just buy one session, be open to it, because you know, you might be uncomfortable temporarily with some feelings, but on the other side of it, and with all of these practices is there's this enormous amount of freedom, freedom Mm -hmm. to be myself, freedom to be who I am in this world. Um, One of the other things that you did not mention, I don't think is that, you know, you heard this whisper about you should do Reiki, you should do Reiki, and here you were a TV, you were able to do both. Don't you still both have both of those things in your lives? In your life now? It's capacity. Yeah, I, th- I feel like for a while I was walking both worlds. I even called I, my maiden name is Stuart and I would be Vicky Stewart in the TV world and Vicky Roncero in the Reiki world because I wasn't quite sure how people would react to either. And then you get to a point where you're just like, you know what, this is me. This is all of me. And if I'm able to use some of my writer producer skills to kind of show the world Reiki, that's something I've been trying to do. People really like have this, I got to see it to believe it mentality. Mm -hmm. So I've been making some videos and I've been, I've been showing them and that's been really great. And then I also have, like I said, the friend from the TV world, Jim, who does these amazing music tracks for here to heal our other company. And that to me is just an amazing infusion of all of my skills. I used to do a lot of voiceover works for promos for different networks. So I'm getting to use my voice in that way. And it, it's just, you know, if you that's keep- beautiful how it all, it's yeah. like the fabric of all of those gifts have come together. And yeah. I find that so relatable because I feel the same way when I first started to become a spiritual director. And it's like, well, what's that? And is Pam like kind of woohoo and out and out yeah. of and it's right. like, oh, Pam's living her life. Exactly. I'm, I'm living my purpose. And right. I believe that that I'm answering the call. And you were too. I think, you know, that whisper, those, yeah. those intuition, those nudges that we feel or those invitations here, you were offered a huge invitation on the Reiki table that day. Yes. You didn't know it was coming, mm-hmm. but you were awake to the experience. It was transformative. And then slowly, you know, the universe kept whispering to you, this is your calling, this is your calling. But I love the beauty of it is that you were able to take, once we can step into the shoes of ownership, and and here's that demystify word again, it's that I want to demystify all of these spiritual practices and and make them mainstream and and normal, because Mm -hmm. there isn't anything woohoo about it. If anything, you know, 
I and other healers and people that are doing this work in the world are living their purpose-driven lives and we're grounded, you know, yeah. most of the time. And when I need help, I reach out to friends like you and, and yeah. others um, because we, you know, life is a bumpy path. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I have it all together, but I'm conscious. And yeah. I imagine that you, that you are very conscious too. Yeah. And it might not look like what you thought, like as a writer producer working for a big company, I was Vicky from Nickelodeon, you know, and I would answer calls like, hi, it's Vicky Nickelodeon. And I would do my work as that person. And so getting that taken away was like, who am I? And then you realize, no, no, you're not your title and you're not your role. And a lot of people really have a hard time with that, Mm -hmm. but in, in speaking to what you're saying about the demystifying just the other night, I have a, a female client who's done sessions with me for like the past year through Zoom. She likes to be face to face and have her Reiki sessions. And just the other night, she said, do you mind my husband would like a session tonight as well? And I said, sure, I have extra time. And he comes on and it was just so like amazing to me because he started the conversation. I could tell he was a little uncomfortable, but he said, you know, This is really not my thing, but the changes I've seen in my wife over the past year are so profound. Thank you. You have totally and completely changed my wife. And I said, it's not me. It's herself. She's tapping into a different part of herself. And he said, well, if you can tap into that part of me, he's like, I work a 60 hour week. I'm exhausted all the time, blah, 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 blah. And like, we just did some simple energy clearing. We started on his root chakra. I did a meditation with him. And at the end of the time, he was like wiping tears from his face. And he said to me, I can't thank you enough for giving me this space. He said, you know, men don't typically have this space. And like, in his opinion, like that was not really a male thing to be like allowing himself to cry or, you know, release something and or feeling his feelings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's like, you have to be strong and you have to show yeah. a certain face. And it's, it's really, you need to have a space where you can let your feelings flow, especially at a time like this, like, you know, how weird that our And if we don't let them flow, it goes back to the beginning of our conversation. They get yeah. locked. We have this armor sort of blocking our heart and closing us off. And mm-hmm. that energy that's meant to flow freely is yeah. stuck. And that stuck energy that does lead to physical problems yeah. or mental problems. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is I've even had some uh, physical therapists who've recommended people to me who've said, I'm working on her hip for the last six months when we're not really getting anywhere. Could you work on her energetically? And maybe that will open something. And it always works. And then someone else will say, "I've, I've been doing therapy with this woman and she's ruminating about this, the loss of her father. She really can't work through this. Could you work with her energetically on moving through her grief? And then that takes her to the other place. So it's, I love all working together. Like, I feel like it's not about like, oh, Eastern, Western. I was last year at the Integrated Medicine Conference in New York City. And for three days, there was like specialists from every profession, every, all these top medical doctors from cardiology and from oncology and all different doctors that were so open to talking about chakras and energy and introducing prayer to their practice and It's just so amazing to me. I feel like we're really on the cusp of like true, true healing. I think we're in the midst of a huge shift in consciousness. And I think people don't go to church like they did in the 50s and 60s, you know, filing in on Sundays and people are spiritually depleted or hungry. 
um, and they're looking in other places for connection with the divine and, and whatever that is. And I believe that maybe COVID gave us a big, like another big push into really wanting to, um, you know, find all of these ways that have been around, by the way, like you said, for thousands of years, we're just sort of reintroducing it in a modern way. Um, yeah. for people to tap into themselves. And, and I know from my own life, and I'm sure that you can say this about yours is that, you know, it's changed my life, all of this work so much for the better. Oh yeah. So much for the better. I'm happier. And if I'm happier, I'm a mom of four kids and I've been married for 27 years. My husband's, ha- you know, we're all, it, it, there's a, this enormous ripple effect to it. Right. Exactly. Because again, it's like the energy coming from you is affecting them. Like a family is not, you know, individual people living together. It's the energy of everybody together. And it's, it's definitely a contagious thing. And speaking of that, like being open to things that you might not have been open to. And the idea of, of contagious energy, like that was the example that I, I wanted to tell you and show you with my healing grids that I did. Like when, when it was the very first night of isolation, I was like, oh my gosh, there must be people who are living alone, who are so scared that they just can't go anywhere. I'm going to offer distance healing to whoever wants it. And I literally put a small Facebook post and said, if anybody wants a free distance healing, please give me your name and I'll put it on my healing grid. And in the first night I got 28 names. And so I kept it going and I kept it going and I started to put it also on Instagram And by the 11th week, I had 5,628 names. And if you tell you, can I have you pause for a second? Because I did not know you, but we were friends on Facebook because of this group that we have in common. And I, I watched that from afar, like it would come up through my feed. And I was like, who is this beautiful woman? (laughs) Like I could feel the energy from it. And it wow. built and, and the visual was these slips of white paper mm-hmm. with, and, and they had people's names on them and you had candles around it and it just morphed and grew yeah. and grew. And so were, were they for people that maybe were sick or just all were people offering? It was amazing to me, the stories attached, like everybody sent me their story. I mean, some people were just like, I don't know what this is, but I see this light growing and I need some hope right now. Please put my name on this. And some were just like, you know, my uncle has COVID. My sister has COVID. Put her name on, put my name on. By the end, it became just so massive that there were whole families and I would just have to put like the Smith family, you know. And so it was way more than even 5,628 because many of those were whole families that I couldn't count all the individuals. But it was so powerful to see it growing and growing while the news was saying the COVID cases that were growing and the gloom and doom that was growing. There was this positive light that was growing. There were these people joining together. It was showing me on my living room floor that like positivity and and hope is also contagious. And for my family, you know, they saw, mom, what are you doing with this grid? You know, you have 28 people. Okay. Woohoo. But by the end, they were like, oh my gosh, our whole living room is filled with these grids. And but these that's people. how many people are hungry yeah, for this, for, for this work, to believe in something and to be connected. Yeah. And 
you know, that's that, like you said, it's all like your calling. Like I just, I never knew that I would do something like that. But when I did, I felt like, wow, this was, this was meant to be, this was, this really helped a lot of people and they would continue to share their story. And it was, it was amazing how those stories unfolded. Like you had like, you know, a little candle and then it just became a bonfire. It yeah. Just, I, every time I saw your posts, it just, it had this pulse to it. It just got bigger and bigger and bigger. And so what did you do with all of that at the end? Well, I kept it going for a really long time. Like I kept it going for the full, like I was like in the 11th week, 12th week, nobody knew how long this isolation would last. And then I kind of was just like, I don't know how long I could really keep this going. So I stacked them up. They were, there were 11 grids with all the names on and I, I stacked them up and I kept them in my closet. And then I'd pull them out once in a while, just randomly, whenever I felt like there was a reason, like the night before the election, the energy was just so crazy on in the world and in Facebook. So I, I just put them out and I just on Facebook said, I'm sending everyone energy tonight. And um, that was really effective. But then I got to a point when it turned to the new year, I felt like, you know what, we're entering a new year and a new space and new energy. And I need to just let this go. I need to just send these names with blessings and love and light into this new year. And I just then got rid of them. I just um, decided that that was. Yeah. So there was some closure to it. And I, guess yeah. where I was leading yeah, because it feels like, you know, you have to have it, it, the energy will continue on, but you just have to have some sort of, you know, not like finality, but you ha- just have to have some sort of way of, of just kind of closing that. So it's not this. And what you were able to do was offer people hope during exactly. a really dark time. And the light always gets in, you know, you talked about that, like that little sliver of moon. Um, and that little crack of light, always letting it in. And you were able to do that in such a dark time and such a beautiful way. And you weren't adding anything from the outside in, right? You, weren't, you were taking stuff from the inside out and offering just, it was just free, pure energy of light that you were offering as gift and a blessing to, to all of these people that were seeking. Thank you so much for coming Thank you, Pam. your story Thanks. and and talking about Reiki and sort of um, letting people know like what it is and why we should do it. And I think that the benefits um, are so great and hopefully people uh, will, will, will check it out. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. It was great to be here. I'm Pam Rotelli Robertson, and you have been listening to Talking Joy talks that help you realize your value while creating authentic connections with others For more information about our talk today or to get in touch, you can find us at TalkingJoy.org. And to keep the encouragement going, you can also follow Talking Joy on Instagram and Facebook. Simple, joyful, fun. Thanks for listening. This is Talking Joy.